Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Monday, loaded and ready to roll. What a weekend. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening or watching, thanks for making us part of your day. Well, the AFC may be better than the NFC, right? We think that. But Dallas and San Francisco, J-Mac, obliterated team. Just, just rolled. Cincy, Kansas City didn't look very good, so... We go into this whole offseason saying AFC here, NFC there. Two best teams I saw were Dallas and San Francisco. I largely agree. Um, I think Daniel Jones just got sacked again. I'm not sure, but a monitor is coming up. Something Daniel Jones is hurt. Something's going on in New York. All right. One hour from now where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, plenty of both. Well, Dallas felt like older, bigger kids walking into the backyard of younger, smaller kids and picking fights and winning all of them last night. So Daniel Jones is a highly paid average quarterback with a really great offensive coach. Not a big fan of Daniel Jones, but I figured he'd take another step forward. Instead, he took a giant step back. His best game last year was against Minnesota, the worst defense I saw all last year, and statistically really bad. He mostly beat up on bad teams. And we saw it again last night. If you rush Daniel Jones, if you hit Daniel Jones, if you speed the tempo up with Daniel Jones, there's nothing Saquon Barkley and Brian Dayball can do. Uh, I don't want to overreact. New York Giants O-line is really young. It will get better. But Dallas's defense, go to the last three games, it's just too much. Daniel Jones, can't he can't do anything. Dallas is too fast. They rush Daniel Jones. His last three games against the Cowboys, he completes 56% of his throws. His passer rating is 61. If you wanted to, you could go back to his last five or six games against the Eagles. The numbers are similar. So I thought he would take another step with Brian Dable. He's at home. Saquon's healthy. And that was embarrassing. 
you know, we always talk, you don't want to take too much from week one because nobody plays their starters in the preseason anymore. And so Kansas City's offense looked bad. Cincinnati's offense with Joe Burrow looked terrible. And the Giants' O-line was overwhelmed. It may not be everything, but Dallas wouldn't lose to the Giants 40 nothing. Plus, that defense allows Dak to stay out of the way. They don't have to dial up tough stuff for Dak, and that's the advantage it is when you have a Niners defense or a Steelers defense or a or a Dallas defense, you don't have to ask too much. And I think San Francisco and Dallas, defensively, just the speed, the range, the ability to cover multiple spots puts enormous pressure on a quarterback. So Dak, early in his career, had a great O-line in a run game, and everybody fell in love with Dak. We've talked about this before. He's not going to carry any team. He needs help. Early in his career, the help was on offense. Well, now the best coach on the Cowboys staff is Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator. Micah Parsons is arguably the best pass rusher, one of them in the NFL. So now Dak has a big assist from the defense. But Dak has largely remained the same a game manager with some mobility, great leadership qualities, got lots of intangibles, easy to like, but this team's going to be about this defense. They that was that was San Francisco and Dallas defenses were going into the backyard of somebody else picking on them and winning all the fights. Uh, and again, I don't want to overreact, but if you take Daniel Jones, he just does not have enough talent, and we've seen it in recent games against the Eagles and the Cowboys in division. He just doesn't have the talent. When you speed the game up, put pressure on him, there's nothing he can do. The Dallas defense against the Giants last night, seven sacks, a pick six, two picks, five forced fumbles, just absolutely overwhelmed. And after the game, two of the stars for the Cowboys were asked if they made a statement. That's for y'all to write, you know. The only thing we do is go out there and play the game, you know. So if y'all feel like the statement was made, go ahead and put that mug on, you know, the front page, big letters, you know, bold letters. Um, you know, but I definitely feel like we did our job, you know, to the maximum of our ability and uh, feel like we can still learn and get better from it. With the turnovers, the relentlessness, the effort by all 11, even the guys that came in in that fourth quarter and uh, helped finish the shutout, I mean, all across the board, I think everyone's locked in and committed to this team. I think we're making a statement, which I've been trying to make. We're the best defense in the National Football League. Well, they looked the part week one. Whether they are, they're going to face much better teams and much better quarterbacks. Um, but in that moment, last night, you can say, don't overreact. But do you think the Giants could beat the Cowboys 40-0? Not with Daniel Jones. They couldn't. So it was something. Uh, it gives you a sense of, I, I think it was a reality check. Again, Daniel Jones, last three starts against a very fast, aggressive Cowboy defense with a great coordinator, Dan Quinn. He's awful in all of them. Home, away, he's awful. You can go back and look at the last four or five games against the Eagles. He's completely, utterly overwhelmed. When you have to blame other people for your star quarterback or a quarterback you you want to believe is a star, you get the Giants. Daniel Jones is not bailing them out of that game last night. Mahomes may have lost that game. Burrow could have lost that game. 40 nothing is something. Well, it's such an advantage in this league, Packers-Bears. And I said I wanted to watch this. I didn't think it would be beautiful, and it wasn't. But I wanted to figure out who's got a franchise quarterback. Feels like Green Bay does. But it's such an advantage if you're a young, inexperienced quarterback 
to have an offensive coach over a defensive coach. And God wasn't this another example. Jordan Love, I don't think, is great. But he scored on his first drive, the first drive of the second half, the second possession in the second half, a very clever 50-yard creative screen play between the O-line and the run game and the offensive coaching and sensibility. Jordan Love looked comfortable. He didn't feel rushed. They had a game plan. He had support. It doesn't matter what the industry is. Young people who are trying to find themselves, they need patience. They need a hug. They need support. We saw Sean McVay save Jared Goff. We've seen Mike McDaniel take Tua to a place I never thought he'd reach. Juxtapose that with Justin Fields' defensive-minded Chicago tough culture, 85 Bears and Matt Eberflus. Every time I watch the Bears, it's like, hey, Justin, go save us. Go make a great play. Frenetic, out of control, very reliant on running around. Running around, as broadcaster uh, Greg Olson said, should be a complimentary piece to Justin Fields a complimentary piece to an athletic quarterback like Josh Allen. It can't be your go-to. It can't be your fastball. you got to sit in that pocket. Jordan Love, though, watching yesterday, has been taught. You know, I feel like NFL football for a quarterback is calculus. And calculus is always easier for a young student if, if he has a great tutor. And Jordan Love has a great tutor to teach him what he's looking at. Justin Fields doesn't, and he's on his own, and that's what the Bears' offense looks like. But that's Chicago's history. They've never had a great quarterback. They've never had an all-time great receiver. They're still bragging about the 85 Bears. That's the toughness, the city. We work hard, we kick butt, and I love that. But Green Bay is built to make the quarterback, even, even missing Christian Watson, it felt like Jordan Love... Three or four different people had his back. The offensive coach, the run game, the O-line. So even missing his star receiver, he looked totally comfortable with rookie tight ends. Romeo Dobbs, he looked comfortable on the road as an underdog. Justin Fields never looks comfortable. And I believe Justin Fields has more natural ability. I think he's got a better arm. I think he's a better athlete. But it's calculus, man. It's always easier with a tutor. Here's Matt LaFleur after a really nice win for Green Bay. I couldn't be more proud for, of, of just his performance, his poise. There's a, there's a big-time belief <clears throat> in that locker room for Jordan Love. And I think uh, the guys, they're going to rally around him. They're excited for him. They, they love him. They respect him. He comes to work every day. Great attitude, great energy. Um, and I, I think you saw that today. Go look at many of the young quarterbacks in this league who are struggling, and what's their coach? Kenny Pickett, defensive coach, can't figure the O-line out. We'll talk about that later. I mean, I swear, how many years does Mike Tomlin get to fix that O-line? Move off that offensive coordinator. Kenny Pickett regressed. He looked lost. Brock Purdy had an offensive coach. And it matters. Tom Brady jokes about Bill Belichick not even really understanding the terminology in offense. But when I watched Jordan Love yesterday, I didn't see like a star. But what I saw is a kid that's got size, moves pretty well. Um, you know, he missed on a couple of throws. I, I don't feel like I'm watching the next 
you know, great quarterback in the NFL. But if you got two quarterbacks and they both have some talent, boy, it helps with a tutor. I mean, it really does. And, you know, we talked about this in the preseason. His first two games, he dropped back to pass 18 times. No rushes. He never felt pressure once. Such an advantage. Bears offense to me, just like, look, it's YouTube. Go make a play. Go be great. If you spliced it and edited it up, you'd find five or six plays, and you're like, that's amazing. But when you watch it, the pacing, the tempo, I'm not blaming Justin Fields solely. I don't think he sees the field particularly well yet. He's still young. It takes a while. I mean, Mahomes admits year three when the light went on and he saw the field. and So things will slow down for Justin Fields, but he's not getting a lot of help. Not, and one of his teammates has decided he doesn't like football anymore. I uh, don't even need to name him, but some of that was bad. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back. Loaded show today. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, plenty of both. Top of next hour. Um, You can feel the pressure building in Denver, can't you? I saw a study last week. And you've heard the saying, opposites attract. But over the course of 20 years, they did a study, I think it was a 20-year study, that opposites may initially attract, 
but couples, people, relationships that have 80 to 90% of things in common last. Attract and last are two different things. And eventually the people with things in common are attracted because they like each other. This is what I worry about Denver, not losing, but Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are different people. I know both. I know Sean better, but I know both. Sean is raw, upfront, uh, critical, intense, urgent. Russell tends to be more uh, optimistic and polished, and that's fine. But they're different people. I mean, there are they are different personalities, and that's why losing is trouble, especially as a home favorite in September. So there are so many, and I want to add this. I got nothing against Russell. I don't know if he's washed. I don't think he is. But there are so many great young quarterbacks in their prime. I'm paying you $48 million a year starting next year, which is going to limit what I can surround Russell Wilson with. You got to give me some special. Yesterday, I just saw efficient, a bunch of underneath stuff, the passing chart. They didn't throw the ball down the field. Russell was 27 to 34, but only 177 yards. No pop, nothing over the top. You're not going to win a Super Bowl if every drive has to be 11 yards, 11 plays. You're just not going to be. I need special. Sean Payton could go get somebody for 28 that's efficient. You got to have pop when you start paying 45, 48, 52. There was a great example, 6.30 left, fourth quarter, big series, trailing 17-16, give Russell the ball, Sean Payton, he got pretty good protection, and it was a three and out. They got pretty good protection yesterday, the Denver, and they had an efficient run game. Now, Jerry Judy does return, maybe in week three or four, but they had decent protection, that's what the data says, they rushed for almost 100 yards. There's some talent on that field. They'll get Judy back. They will help. But I just saw a lot of checkdowns. I saw a lot of short passes. Now, Russell moved better than he did last year, but he didn't really run. That's part of it. And, and, you know, again, I don't buy that he's washed, but I do now buy that he's just uh, very efficient. That contract starts next year. This thing's not lasting two years if you're losing home games to the Raiders. Now, Denver's early schedule is manageable and workable, and I'm sure, you know, they'll find their footing. But remember, they played Russell more than other starting quarterbacks in that league. Remember the first game? I think he had like four series. Like, they played him. They wanted to work things out. So they got pretty good protection. They had a pretty good run game. They were playing a bad defense. They were at home. They're a favorite. And all I got was efficient. That's 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 all I got. And these guys, Russell and Sean, are different cats, each their own person, and, and opposites may attract, but they don't last. And the only way they avoid turbulence is double use. You win Brady and Belichick won. They never had dinner in 20 years. Tom Brady said that. They never had dinner. Opposite personalities. Right? Like one is everybody. Tom walks into a room. He's a light. He's energy. Big group of friends. Belichick's grumpy. Right? Like he's very private. That's fine. Both are fine. But what got those guys through their differences, winning a lot. The first game of the year to the last. Here's Sean Payton after the really, really difficult loss. We didn't make enough plays. Um 
there'll be some things, and I just told our team, there'll be some things we like that we see on this film, and then there'll be some other things we've got to correct. I thought the penalties were a tick high for us. That's going to hurt us. I thought we defended the run well. Um, kind of go from there. For the record, I know I've always liked him more than everybody else. Jimmy Garoppolo was pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying, gets rid of the ball accurately, gets rid of the ball fast, is okay. That's a tough place to play. Week one, Denver from the desert, just, you know, 5,000 feet. Denver historically very good in September at home. Sean Payton, a good coach. I'm just saying, Jimmy G was Jimmy GQ. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. It's a tough one to swallow for Denver. Colin. Oh, it's it's it. those are the kind. Yeah, those are the kind of games where I mean that three and out in the fourth quarter. It's like guys. Yeah, that's not you so, can't. Yeah. You, that's star quarterback. You got to move the chains at least a uh, seven yeah. eight play drive get in field goal range. So they're up 13-10, like eight minutes left inside the ten yard line, and and they just have no offense, no explosive players without Judy. And they settle for a field goal. I'm like, what's the point of going up six? You might as well go for the touchdown on fourth yeah. and say, go go ahead, Jimmy G. Go 95 yards. Uh, disappointing start for Denver. I, I'm with you. A little concerned with this Peyton Russ thing. Must win week two for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get started. Uh, Browns-Bengals. How about this one? We were all over it. We loved the Browns in this spot. And should have taken it. I should have listened to you. The, uh, the wise guys loved Cleveland. They dominated Joe Burrow. He had a career-low 82 passing yards. Cleveland won in the slop. 24-3. Earlier in the week, Jamar Chase ran his mouth, gave the Browns some bulletin board material, calling Cleveland elves. But after the loss, he sounded kind of defeated. Um, it's frustrating because I called the ass elves, and we just lost to some elves. So I'm pissed on my part. I'm not. I'm pissed on on that end. Um, like I said, man, we got missed opportunities. We didn't capitalize on it, and, and we lost. So that's how we lost. You know, we talked a little bit about a Jim Schwartz, the impact he's going to have on that Browns defense. They were ferocious. Yeah. Cincinnati had six first downs in the entire game. I know, it's crazy. They pulled Burrow in the fourth quarter, just waved the white flag. Let's put in the kid, uh, Jake Browning. However, there is some negative news for Cleveland here. Just came out about 20 minutes ago. Uh, Conklin, the right tackle, who went down and was carted off, out for the year. Uh, ACL, MCL. Oh, uh, that's not great. That's terrible. Yeah. It, it's a brutal loss for the Browns. Uh, um, listen, it's too early in the week to go in on Deshaun Watson. It was rainy. Burrow struggled in the rain. He struggled. Watson he... did not look good. No. I mean, listen, you can't. I don't know if it was the vision or something's up with his arm. I can Colin. give you a '70s reference, but you'd get upset. No, but no, you, I love you, '70s. Reference. You can't take. I remember years ago, one of my favorite basketball players in the '70s was Gus Williams. He had a holdout, came back, was never the same Point player. Guard? Yeah, for yeah, the Seattle yeah, yeah. Sonics, USC kid, great, great player basically inactivity for two years and all these young quarterbacks come in it like to be great just think how hard it is to make the national football league two percent of college players make the nfl to be a star at the most difficult position the guy was mostly inactive for two years controversy and stress and I never thought he was a brilliant thrower of the football. He was okay. He was a playmaker. He was, I, he was really good in Houston. Him and DeAndre Hopkins had something back in the day. But I, um, I, I watched them, and it's just like it. It's just not. I don't see a lot of what everybody loves about the Sean Watson. Well, well, I'll give him a slight pass due to it the was, inclement weather. The, and the weather was bad. Weather it was, was bad. Quick word. 
Miles Garrett, did you see how he is a bad boy, dude? He's great. <laughs> He'll line up outside, then he lined up over the center, and he was pretending to dribble between his legs like a basketball player. And the center just looked shook. He just went right around him. I'm just telling you, Miles Garrett is an awesome guy to watch. Yeah. Um, by the way, Cleveland Pittsburgh, week two. Wow. I, I let me. Can I know. guess? Do you know the line on that? Where's that uh, game at? It, okay, so I think it's in Pittsburgh. It looks like there's some weather in Pittsburgh. So I did hit the under briefly, uh, 41 down to 40 and a half. Looks like it could be a sloppy game. Um, that's not great for Pittsburgh, who we'll talk about later in the show. Uh, Pittsburgh, Colin, like. Oh, I got I got them coming up next. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Let's get let's get to the next one. Um Baltimore Ravens. Boy. Uh they had a ugly victory over the Texans. They covered, but it did not look pretty. Lamar Jackson, not very good. And then there's the injuries. J.K. Dobbins oh. ruptured Achilles right there on that play. It, it's over. His yeah, season I is done. Swear. Are they so jinxed at running back? Out of his four seasons. He was so good at Ohio State, remember? But it doesn't stop there, Colin. Three other starters left with injury. Safety Marcus Williams sounds like he's going to be out for a little while. Uh, left tackle Ronnie uh, Stanley, who's very good. And their center, Linderbaum, uh, who, who's excellent, the young kid. Yeah. Listen. It uh, is. They, Baltimore, I said this before the season. I picked Pittsburgh to make the playoffs over Baltimore. And I said if they played tomorrow, you could argue Baltimore would win. But the reason I picked Pittsburgh over Baltimore is Pittsburgh's best players None have an injury history. A Baltimore has Stanley's hurt again. J.K. Dobbins hurt again. I don't know what it is, but it's is it bad luck? But a lot of Baltimore's best OBJ, cross your fingers. Lamar Jackson, a lot of Baltimore's best players have an injury history. Um, I believe it's Ravens. Uh in week two, Ravens, hold on, I have it right here. They will face the Bengals. Bengals 0-1. It's a big one. It's more than a big I, one. I think I'm probably going to be on the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you get uh, humiliated, you generally, generally a team with a good quarterback that's humiliated usually bounces back. Yeah. Uh, final story: <sighs> Philadelphia Eagles were in total control of this game, 16 nothing, and then did their best to try to give it to the Patriots. New England storms back, and the uh, Eagles escape with a 25-20 win. Colin. Jalen Hurts had a worse game yesterday than he had all of last season. Oh, no, no. You and, and I had discussed this. Their schedule's much tougher. They lost Shane Steichen, their great offensive coordinator, and I thought Hurts was very average. Hurts did not look I like I thought one Matt of those Jones at one guys. point had 11 straight completions. Well, Matt, Matt Jones threw the ball 54 times, I think. So, like, you know, he was just chucking, coming back. But uh, Philadelphia, Colin, they had more, fewer yards in this game than any game last season. And I know the Patriots have a good defense. But it wasn't that good, was it? I mean, Philadelphia could not move the football. Then they're trying to milk clock and Jalen Hurts fumbles? I'm a, I, Colin, I was stunned. Uh, Jalen Hurts, here's his comments after the game. Winning is the only thing that matters. I think um, I think we obviously have things that we need to work on. I have to be better in those situations when the ball is in my hand. and um, you know, I take full accountability for that. But the good thing about it is we get the opportunity to play on Thursday. We got to be able to execute at a better level and a higher level. Um, and we have to be more efficient. Two quick yeah. things. Uh, Philadelphia did not play their guys in the preseason. Like, and I, Sirianni essentially came out and was like, I might have to adjust that for yeah. next year because we looked awful. I think this is something that I really I, – I, listen, I, I, I was 0 for 5, blazing 5. So part of it is nobody plays starters in the preseason. 
So Kansas City's offense, Cincinnati's offense, Philadelphia's offense, they're not playing starters. I mean, Mahomes played a little, but it's like, I mean, I'm watching some of these games. Rams over Seattle. That that didn't look anything. I mean, you had no idea. So it's like, I I think it's funny. McVay kind of initiated this, don't play starters preseason. And I think with an edit game to 17 games, coaches look at it and think rest guys. If you can do that, but be ready for some awful performances offensively, because offense is all about timing. I saw a lot of good defensive performances. Well, or bad offense. <laughs> I don't know. But, but again, but quick it, word it, on Philly. Uh, it just came out. Nicobe Dean, their young, good young linebacker out of Georgia. He's going to be out a month with a foot injury. Eagles. Uh, I think they lost two linebackers in free agency. Dean kind of promoted to a starter. And now he goes down. They play Thursday night. Kirk Cousins in prime time. Vikings 0-1. Philly line is, I believe, seven and a half. Um, I, I, something felt off with the Eagles, Colin. Defense. Well, if you for don't, uh, fortuitous. Prime, prime example. Uh, Dan Quinn's the best coach in the Cowboys since he's been there. The defense looks great. Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan an MVP. I mean, look at Anthony Richardson with Shane Steichen. How good he looked for a kid with 13 college starts. Look how average Jalen Hurts looked. With all that talent, yeah. losing his top OC. I mean, don't kid yourself. Coordinate. A lot of coordinators are never going to be head coaches, but a great coordinator. And there's, you know, there's one every division. Steelers right now, I don't think have the right offensive coordinator. The 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 Dolphins now, Vic Fangio. How about the Dolphins defense on the last series well, for the Chargers? Yeah. Dialed up major blitzes, yeah. totally caught the Chargers flat-footed. But that's that's the difference. Yeah, that Chargers. Yeah, that was the game of the day, right, Chargers? By the way, people, can we just say don't overreact to week one? I know you've said that before. Like, I, I think I, I had a tweet about it. Four teams that went to the playoffs last year lost in week one, okay? Dallas lost in week one the last two years and well, still won 12 games. Okay, like, you can say. It's say, not over, Chargers. First of all, thing. fans should overreact because fan is short for frenetic okay. and what makes sports greater fans. So, by all means, overreact. Have fun. I, I'm, I'm all for having a good time. So, everything is something... Right? Right? Like, everything is something. Nothing is everything. Like, the Giants losing 40-nothing is something. So, you know, when you when you look at all this stuff, you can say, well, don't go too crazy about Pittsburgh-San Francisco. Brock Purdy looking that good and Kenny Pickett looking that bad. Both stacked rosters. That's something. Yeah. Pittsburgh didn't have a first down until the two-minute warning in the first half. That's a big deal, okay? Right. And not just because I love Pittsburgh and talked about it for three months on the show, but that was a colossal letdown. They got their, I don't know if I could say the A word, but they got their asses kicked badly by the 49ers all over the field all day. It was bad. Bad. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. So it's, um, I, you know, speaking of that, Brock Purdy yesterday was not just better than Kenny Pickett. They're both second-year quarterbacks. He was substantially better. The seventh-round quarterback was substantially better than the first-round quarterback. So you can say Brock Purdy, he's a system quarterback, but you still have to be good in the system. So he's obviously very good on schemed plays, getting the ball to Debo or Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. He's obviously good at that. But he does give you an occasional moment of dynamic when you dial it up. So, and don't tell me the Steelers don't have weapons. The Steelers' tight end is excellent. Deontay Johnson and uh, uh, George Pickens are excellent. Uh, They've got uh, Warren and uh, Najee Harris are more than serviceable. 
Do not tell me the Steelers don't have offensive talent. Between tight end and wide receiver, that is way better than the league average. Um, the O-line and the offensive coordinator, Mike Tomlin tends to be a loyal guy. The Steelers tend to be a nice, loyal franchise. Maybe it's time to make a move with the O.C. But Kenny Pickett looked panicked and out of sorts. Uh, Brock Purdy looked comfortable, perfect fit. One has an offensive coach. One has a defensive coach. So I thought Brock Purdy was accurate. He didn't play hero ball, which young quarterbacks can do. Very few mistakes. And then when you need him to make a play once a half, twice a half, he can do it. And again, it's a first-round quarterback against a seventh-round quarterback. And I don't think there was any question that the San Francisco apparently found a Renoir at the thrift store because Brock Purdy looks really, really comfortable. His feet the way he views the field, he never panics, he moves well enough. He doesn't have a huge arm. I, I said he was capable and coachable last week. He looks better than that to me. So yesterday when offensive coaches faced defensive coaches, the offensive coaches went four and one. So nothing is everything, but everything is something. The offensive coaches, four and one, when they face defensive coaching. And I thought no game looked like that more than San Francisco and Pittsburgh. They're both second-year quarterbacks. But Brock Purdy, the seventh rounder on the road, both faced good defenses. Facing Pittsburgh's defense, it's like Jordan Love. Looked comfortable. Looked like there was a plan. He looked like he had support. He never panicked. Kenny Pickett has regressed. Now, again, I'm not saying the Niners' defense isn't stacked, but Kyle Shanahan talked about Brock Purdy's return. Brock's pretty steady. Um, Brock, you don't see much different um, each day. I mean, he's a very faith-based person. I think that gives him his foundation as much as anyone I've been around. Um, he's taken this whole offseason um, as good as you can with a quarterback being injured. I mean, I think today was six months ago to where he had that big surgery, and he's done everything he can to come back, and he handles the pressure well and really doesn't change. I think that's why the guys love him, and I think that's why he'll continue to get better. I think that was the second most surprising game of the day to me. I mean, I didn't think the Giants would lose 40 nothing, but, you know, Dallas has, you know, Dallas can win games. They win a lot of games with Dak. But this one was number two on my surprise list. To go in there and have the seventh-round quarterback who had elbow surgery on the road facing an NFL franchise that I think Pittsburgh's led in the NFL in sacks like three out of the last four years or something, and to just manipulate that defense. Offensive coach against defensive coach. Stuff matters. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. 
Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Sunday on Fox, the new era for the Packers continues. As Jordan Love leads the Packers against the Falcons or Christian McCaffrey and the Niners battle Matt Stafford and the Rams or other regional action. Check local listings for the game in your area. Only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. So, the Giants losing to Dallas uh, was not the most shocking game of the day, nor San Francisco pummeling uh, the Steelers. No, it was the Rams, without Cooper Cup, going up to Seattle and completely hammering a team that Pete Carroll last year got into the playoffs and reportedly had a great camp. It wasn't close. The Rams had 334 yards passing to rookies, no Cooper Cup, and a guy named Tutu Atwell, who we thought was a bust. And the Rams' defense is basically Aaron Donald and a bunch of kids. Geno Smith couldn't find anybody. So the two things that are really clear, when you get Matt Stafford healthy and time to throw, he's a top 6-7 guy on the planet. He's really good. And that Sean McVay is just a tremendous teacher. Uh, The Rams scored on every second-half drive on the road with no Cooper Cup. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, field goal. That's insane. They had one three and out all day, and they didn't even know. They got a left tackle playing right guard. Uh, Their center, I thought, was their backup center. Um, And their offense was humming. So you ask yourself today, you don't want to overreact, but was Geno Smith last year just lightning in a bottle? You know, he could not find open people. He struggled. Seattle had one first down the entire second half. Both their tackles, by the way, now are both hurt. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, and the Rams' defensive personnel, they basically just drafted defensive guys all over the draft. Uh, young, fast, twitchy. Now, it's, it's week one. They'll get exposed by more powerful offenses. They play San Francisco coming up. That, that could be a bit of a mismatch. But, I mean, I, I watch this game, and I have Seahawks uh, friends in my family. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. I mean, 
The Rams' defense was considered bottom of the league, bottom three or four team, played out of their minds. And again, you know, we forget how good Stafford was the Super Bowl year. Then last year, got beat up, sat out, Rams rest him. Um, they do not think it's a complete rebuild. They think it's a remodel. That's what they're calling it this year is a remodel. But uh, I maybe this is who they are and maybe this is who Seattle is. But they scored on every second half drive with I, what, what can only be termed as a offensive line that's a bit makeshift and needs to be addressed next year. <laughs> they addressed it this year. The year before, it needs to be addressed again next year. Andrew Whitworth leaving has left a hole they'll probably never replace. He's so great. But here's Pete Carroll trying to explain it after. We weren't on it. We didn't convert, and we didn't get get the ball moving, and we didn't run the ball. We didn't do anything. We did nothing in the second half, and uh, we were trying. We were calling the stuff, and we had things that we thought we could do, and it, it, we weren't able to get it done. Yeah, it just wow. Again, both Seattle tackles are hurt. So um, you know, I, I've said this before. Whether it's college or pro football, a great indicator that you have the right coach is not winning twelve games first year. Does he get his side of the ball right? What McVay got to the Rams, he got the offense figured out first year. Jared Goff bust to very good. Uh, Lincoln Riley, USC. Yeah, the defense isn't good. He's an offensive guy. He solved the offense in four months. Mike McDaniel has made this offense absolutely the best Tua can possibly be. Tua is not hyper-athletic. He's pretty small. He gets hurt. He didn't have a huge arm. Um, you can see when you watch Miami, you can see the coaching. It's clever. It's multiple. It's shifty. It's deceptive offensively. Um, it's really clever. And you can see Mike McDaniel's situational coaching. On the other side, Brandon Staley is a defensive coach. He now has the most expensive defensive roster in the league, a Bosa on the edge. He's a defensive coach. Yet the Chargers' defense is a mess again this year. And by the way, the Chargers played more man coverage in week one than any team, and they were facing Tyreek Hill. What are you doing? Yeah, man up, Tyreek Hill. The Chargers don't even have great corners. When you're facing Tyreek Hill, roll over coverage, do something. So it's really interesting. I thought yesterday was a coaching mismatch. Mike McDaniel is getting everything out of Tua and you can just see it when you watch television I don't have to be in a headset but since Staley has arrived as a defensive coach with a Bosa on the edge a Khalil Mack they've spent money on defense they have the fourth worst scoring defense in the league the sixth worst yardage defense in the league and the third worst defense in the league on third down if you watch that game yesterday and you watched them last year no team in the league gives up more third and 10 first downs than the Chargers so Staley can't get his side of the ball right. That is a huge warning sign. You know, remember when Brian Flores took the job with the Miami Dolphins years ago? He and Tua didn't get along. But he, that Dolphins defense and special teams were great by week eight. And they didn't have great personnel. So Brian Flores mastered his side of the ball eight games without a lot of great players. So when you're a defensive coach, you have the most expensive defensive roster, you got a Bosa on the edge, and you have a quarterback and an O-line that gives your defense ample time to rest, you can't look like that. Now, Miami's explosive. Um, 
you'll face most offenses won't look like that. But I got to tell you, Mike McDaniel is one of those coaches. Kyle Shanahan, you know, his mentor is another one. When you watch the Niners and you watch the Dolphins, you can see the coaching. I mean, I'm not a huge Tua guy, but this is the very best Tua in the National Football League. The coaching is sensational. Here's Mike after. He is tough-minded enough and accountable enough that he puts probably even more than he should on his own shoulders. So with that relentless approach and then that consistent understanding of, you know, who you have to be on a day-to-day basis if you want to be a a big-time quarterback on a big-time team, which I know is the way he looks at it, then the cost is real. He's as coachable as any player that I've ever been around in my life. And I'm not sure there's a team in the league that's more fun to watch than the Miami Dolphins. But again, the Chargers have a very good O-line run game and quarterback. What does that mean? It gives the defense ample time to rest. This is not an exhausted defense of the Chargers. They have a defensive coach. It's the most expensive defense in the league. You can't be giving up third and tens, third and twelves. You can't intercept the ball in the end zone and then your players run out of the end zone. That's just not communicating with players. And Brandon Staley can be a bit condescending to media. I think that is starting to wear people out with that organization. I don't know. I watched that game on television, and I'm like, situationally, and props to Vic Fangio, his defense, he's not a big believer in the blitz. But at the end of the game, Vic Fangio dialed up, you know, two major blitzes, and the Chargers just weren't prepared. They just weren't prepared to block it. That's coaching. You're not going to expect that. So, uh, that, and, I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from Miami's players or the quarterback, but when I watched that game, that was a coaching mismatch. Situationally, it was a major coaching mismatch. Staley is a defensive guy. Their defense stinks. And it's not like he didn't have anything to work with. He's had Khalil Mack. He's got a Bosa. I mean, they have their, they had a rookie who had a big play yesterday. They, they've drafted well. Got to be better. Just got to be better. End of your first year, Discover credit cards. Double all the cash back you've automatically. Everything earned doubles. Seriously, check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, top of our number two. Just starting here live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This festival and concert season, 
will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 